find out what's going on in your money and see what's going on. What's, what, what, what's happening to your IRA and 401k? Friday, I kind of got surprised by the employment report because on the top line, everything looked like it was going to be one of those good news, bad news days, and then you dug a little deeper, and things kind of skyrocket. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is here on the phone this morning, and Philip, I gather you were as surprised as I was on Friday, weren't you? Yeah, I really was, Dave, because I saw those numbers as well, and and I thought, oh, man, that looks good, and so that means to me the market was going to fall that day, and as I continue to watch every now and then after I got through with meetings, it was uh, it was crazy that it, it bounced so high. You know, this was, this was the perfect picture of a market looking for a reason to be happy. We said a, uh, we, we, we got down to a Trumpian unemployment rate. We were down to 3.5%. Uh, we ended up with a big overachievement in terms of the number of jobs added, which, like you said, should be a ticket for Wall Street to go, oh, no, we're going to have a big interest rate uh, increase on, on February 1st. But all of a sudden, they went a little bit deeper into the report. Job, uh, let's see, wage growth leveled off. Uh, all of the inside numbers that come in, wage growth, hours worked, and uh, number of continuing claims pretty much all leveled off a little bit, and they gave everybody the idea that, well, maybe the outside chance of having things settle down on the employment front uh, in the coming months might happen. And, you know, it's, it's, it's all tea leaf reading from those numbers, but doggone it all, it made Wall Street awful happy, didn't it? It did, and I'm looking back at some of the other numbers on Friday that I don't really get talked about a lot, Um, Mm -hmm. and and I'm all think that there's probably two numbers that may have helped um, us really bounce off, and that's going to be the um, a fall in the ISM service index. Mm -hmm. It it fell substantially lower than expected, as well as factory orders, and I think that one may have probably been the the ticker that really helped the markets. Um, because it fell about seven tenths more than expected. Um, so it was down almost to 2%, 1.8% fall in factory orders. Um, and, and so I think that was one of the things that probably looked at and the market said, oh, we're not ordering as much. That means people are cutting back. Maybe the Fed's finally impacting the consumer. Um, and- and so that could have driven everything higher as well. And that actually does make some sense because uh, the real curve upward really got uh, decided starting about 10 a.m. when those numbers came off. And uh, Macy's basically said the same thing. We got one of those uh, really crummy guidance statements out of Macy at the end of the day on Friday. I think they're probably figuring they'll get buried over the weekend, but we actually watch that junk. They're expecting net sales and their adjusted earnings per share numbers when they report later on this week to be on the low end of the range, which would wouldn't necessarily be bad, but the uh, big comment was uh, from management saying, based on current macroeconomic indicators and our propriety, proprietary credit card data, we believe the consumer will continue to be pressured in 2023 and have planned inventory mix and depth of initial buys accordingly. That's uh, about as close to saying, hey, we're pulling in our horns as you can get, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, Dave. I think that really is. And, and it goes along with, uh, I know we're probably not ready to jump to this one yet, but we will. And that's that goes along with some of the stuff coming out from Goldman Sachs. Um, mm-hmm. b- because Goldman rolled out a new credit card and installment loan program um, this last year. And they're talking about in this report that I read that, that they could see a $2 billion 
loss, pre-tax loss out of just that division. Um, right. Yeah, so that's a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, that's a pretty big loss. I was going to say, Goldman has not been known as being a consumer credit card company, but uh, they kind of put their toe in the water by ba- by buying uh, by backing Apple's uh, credit card program, and evidently it's done well enough for them. They took a chance, but they could get bit on the bottom now, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, it's saying it's looking back at last year and saying that they lost about two billion dollars. I'm thinking, man, somebody may have messed up somewhere in that process. <laughs> Start to think so. I've, I've been seeing a bunch of uh, consumer credit ads for Goldman as well on the uh, on the cable news channels, and it almost sounds like they decided to dip down into uh, getting people with some marginal credit to get into it as well. I mean, Apple's supposedly a premium card, but uh, the uh, Goldman Sachs ads on TV indicate they're actually after the uh, cash card people as well, which is almost a guarantee that they're going to have some marginal write-offs, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, you know, and and so that's um, yeah, I, I think we'll continue to watch the the debt and and the debt deal, especially consumer debt. Um, you know, not just credit cards, but I think you know we're also going to see the whole deal with auto loans. You know, we've talked about over the over the last several quarters, we've talked about how that's probably the next big thing that's going to hit is subprime, the subprime auto market. Um, we'll we'll probably start to take a, a pretty good hit, just like credit card companies will take a pretty big hit. Absolutely. With the premium price on used cars that they've been maintaining for the last few years and uh, being able to get what really isn't a particularly fancy new car for the 30000 range, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's a pretty substantial debt load there that's cruising for a bruising if the economy takes the kind of dip that some of us are afraid it's going to. Yeah, that, that's true. And, and talking about, you know, jobs as a whole now, as well, Goldman came out, and I know you talked about it last week a little bit, uh, but this week they're they're basically saying that this is the week that they're firing 3,200 employees. Um, that's a that's a pretty big deal uh, coming out of them. Now it is still less than 10 percent of their total employer employment um, situation, but but still that's that's a a big jump to have to uh, folks out there having to find a new job. And when you talk an investment banking firm like Goldman, we're talking about some substantial wage to white-collar workers as well. This isn't exactly the low end of the workforce they're letting go. No, it's, it's really not. And so that's going to be the, the question is, you know, how easy in this, in that, especially in that industry, because I think we're going to see that industry, you know, not just Goldman, but other um, you know, investment banking firms start to lay off more people because, Deals are going to get shorter and shorter in in this um, in this economic situation we're in now. They're not going to see the the M and A that we've seen, uh, you know, in the last two years it is going to kind of fall off now because of the recessionary times we're going to fall in. We're going to take some uh, pauses in that action, no doubt. Uh, setting the table, we had a big day. Uh, talking about it, we had a big day on Friday. Every major index was up over 2%. Dow was up by 700. Standard & Poor's was up by 87. NASDAQ up by 264. And that was uh, reflective, they said, on some of my tip sheets, as conventional wisdom starting to shift toward favoring the possibility of a soft landing with the recession everybody expects us to have next year. I'm not quite ready to go out on that limb quite yet, are you? No, I'm, I'm not. I, I wish I could say that, yes, I think we'll definitely have a soft landing, but um, I'm, I'm not there yet, Dave. I just don't think that anybody can say that. Not a, We haven't been long enough 
with these higher interest rates to to be able to say, yeah, we're going to have a soft landing because it, not enough of them have taken effect yet. Uh, I think that now by the end of the, this first quarter, maybe, maybe we will be able to see that actually coming through. But until the end of this quarter, when we've got another couple of those interest rate hikes in place, uh, I think it's too hard to say right now. I agree. That kind of uh, it squares with what you and I have been preachifying for a long time. In March, we'll start seeing the effects basically of what they did to us in October with the three-quarter percent they gave us then. Then we'll have a couple, three of them under our belt. We'll have a reading as to what the economy looks like. Right now, we've got the beginnings of indications that it's having a little effect on an overheated uh, employment market, but it's way too early to be able to call a soft landing yet. And I'm still crossing my fingers they're right, but... uh, I ain't thinking that it's necessarily something I can call yet. Yeah, me either. And, and I'm looking at, <clears throat> I think I saw an article last week maybe that was talking about interest rates and the Fed, the next meeting. And the, and it seems like there's a feeling that um, 50 basis points was kind of what most people were thinking. But, but after last week's, what people were looking at last week, there is some folks now that think maybe we'll only get a, you know, 25 basis points bump the next time and and i'm thinking either one of those will be better than what we've been dealing with lately absolutely they're going to be going into blackouts sometime in the next week and a half two weeks or so but any rubber chicken circuit speeches made especially by the new governors on the open market committee going to be things we're going to be watching real real carefully over the next couple of weeks down the line uh it's earnings season starting later on i would imagine later on this week have you got a calendar where we're actually going to get some reports from companies we've heard of um, I haven't looked at companies. I know I saw an article I was reading in, in that Goldman article I was reading actually that um, that they expect the the uh, the financials, the banks, to start reporting Friday. So mm. I haven't really looked at that. I'm not 100% certain um, of that. I haven't looked at that. I, I was look, looking more at um, what do the numbers look like for us economically this week. Um, I know consumer credit comes out late, late today. Um, mm-hmm. Not much tomorrow, except for the federal chairman, um, Mr. Powell. He's over in Sweden. Um, and then Thursday, obviously, is jobs day. But Thursday is um, consumer price index day. So we've got the oh. CPI coming out on Thursday, as well as jobs. Um, and then Friday, import prices come out on Friday. So that's really about that's kind of what we're looking at from the economic standpoint. Yeah, the CPI reading could be real important come Thursday, given what we're looking at as far as that, as far as the uh, employment reaction that we had earlier. Uh, it'd be nice if the CPI leveled off a little bit to kind of confirm that we were having an impact. Yeah, it really would. I just pull up my schedule real quick. So Friday, not a bad day. You got Bank of America, you got Citigroup, you got Delta Airlines, First Republic Bank, um let's see what else we got on friday the 13th what a good day to report right Um, (laughs) it's got to be macy's for friday the 13th given the guidance they put out bank of new york comes out then wells fargo and united healthcare so so friday's going to be probably the big day i mean there are a few companies reporting um before that but uh not not many I was going to say you warned me about one that neither one of us had even heard of coming out this morning early on right yeah, it's one like I said. We, it's not a common name, but it, it is a um, it's a company that does women's diagnostics um, testing. It's called Hologic, 
And so they, uh, they did uh, uh, better than expected, uh, both uh, top and bottom line. They, and actually, they actually announced their, their earnings yesterday. Um, and so they're trading up this morning uh, about two and three quarters percent before we get going. Ouch. Okay. Uh, once again, setting the table update on Wall Street on Friday. I'm not seeing any major surprises on the pre-market moving. Bed Bath & Beyond on Friday announced that they were heading toward bankruptcy, and that's pretty much making them lead our big loser list this morning. Other than that, uh, I'm seeing some green on the futures. Where are we this morning, 45 minutes early? We still have some green out there, Dave. We've got the Dow up about a three-tenths of a percent. Uh, that's a little less than a hundred dollars. So we got the the S and P five hundred getting close to half a percent, about a little over seventeen dollars, and the Nasdaq one hundred up six tenths of a percent, or about sixty six dollars. So everything's looking good on that standpoint. We look at the commodity side. Um, we've got silver still up above twenty four dollars an ounce, not by much though, up uh, about a quarter of a percent this morning. Gold up, it's trying to get up to $1,900, Dave. It's getting really close to $1,881 an ounce right now. That's up a little over six-tenths of a percent. Crude oil, it's um, it's up from Friday's close, um, but it, but it's down from kind of where it's been bouncing around the last since the beginning of the year. But it's, it's up three and a quarter of a percent today to $76.17 a barrel right now. There's a little more than it was on Friday, so I'm not necessarily ecstatically happy with that. We were down to $74 for a while over the last week. Uh, yeah, that was nice. When I was out in California for my meeting. I, I saw actually um, gas in the $4 range. I thought, well, that's, that's pretty good for California. In California, that's almost earth-shaking. Overseas <laughs> markets, generally everybody's happy. The Asian rim was evenly up at the close at 6 a.m. this morning. Hong Kong by the better part of 2%. Europe is up uniformly, but fractionally halfway through their trading day. Keeping tabs in your retirement counts for a lot, but uh, watching it day by day means you probably have too much risk in there. How do I find you to get the risk out of my retirement plans, Philip? Please give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design where we'll analyze your portfolio, analyze your retirement plan, make sure you're on the right path for the retirement you always dreamed of. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. on Sunday on Highlands News Talk 730 at 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow with another look at finances as to what could affect your money tomorrow. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then, all right? All right. Take care. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. I hope your year is off to a great start. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one. Bye now.